Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. We lost Russ. I just had to fix something in my background. <laughs> and I got draws on, so I didn't want y'all to see like that. Did you see uh, there was a... Like we we were joking with Tony about taking all these Zoom calls with no pants on during the pandemic. Did you see that there was a I believe it was in Minnesota a state congressman who answered was on a Zoom call on video to vote on something shirtless and in bed. <laughs> I feel him though. It was only for a second, but it just they they were like Congressman so and so your vote and they show him shirtless in his bed. He goes yes. And then immediately off. I, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Like if you, you say I vote. don't have to personally be there, I could do it on Zoom. Hey, I ain't having no draws on, which he probably did not. Well, I mean, maybe you can get away with that at the state senate level. I don't feel like <laughs> federal Mitch level McConnell could be doing that, but no. I mean, if you that doesn't dictate how smart you are or well versed you are in the law. What whether or not you wear a shirt. Yeah, like if you don't need me to be there and I fully understand what's going on, I feel like I can vote with no shirt. Okay. Tone's sick. Can you tell that Tone's sick? He's got something. He's got an like a like a like an unspecified ailment. Mm. It's not it's not it's not the Rona. We don't know what it is. It doesn't sound you don't he doesn't sound so Jason, when you're sick, I can always tell. I can't tell with Tone today. Mm. Let's 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 test his range here. Can we get an? Can we get an? Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, no, okay. See now you can tell. Oh, you can tell no. that was not he it. He's not even trying, man. That, that was very feeble. That had no enthusiasm in Come it. Come on, Tone. Like, give uh, us the best nah. one you can. Let's see what you got. Oh yeah, <laughs> Tone. Listen to me. No, this is. Come on, man. If it were a basketball game and you had a bad knee, game on the line, like you could summon the strength to not. Not today, body. Not today, like Mark Jackson says. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, this is I'm uh, I'm, I'm playing hurt like like Embiid. I think it's a sinus thing, like the weather. Oh, changing, changing. Yeah, I, I like I feel okay, like fine. You know, like I can go out for a walk, but my voice is just not where I need to be. So you know, mm. this, is, this is my up. Jordan Jordan flu game. Mm. Okay. 
He scored like 40 in that game, so. Mm. Based off Tony's, oh yeah, I don't think we're getting 40. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Jason, you better start shooting. Of dribbling off your foot. Yeah. <laughs> we're already down by 10. He goes for the jump ball and he just ends up slapping his own face. <laughs> Jordan Poole game. Yeah. Yes. Michael Jordan. Jordan Poole. Why is the background blurry on your screen, by the way? You, you like not only do you sound kind of foggy, but you look kind of foggy. You look it's like me and Russ are here and uh, producing today is Tony Gill from a dream. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 the man of your dreams, you know, so <laughs> I, I created no. the, the visual. Uh, so what makes you think you would be the, the man of my dreams of all the dudes in the world? What makes it, you, I mean, you think it, you deserve to be I'm, the man of my dreams? I'm funny. I uh, got a great sense of humor. That ain't gonna get uh, it done to be the man. I love the Lord. I'll tell you that right now. I got solid cheekage. You know, um, he has always been meats. like he always, he has always been stridently <laughs> proud. He said of I his got peach. the meats. <laughs> Thank you, Arby's. <laughs> I, I nah, Tony. That wouldn't get it done for me. Sorry, buddy. Uh, you, you don't you don't travel you don't travel enough to be the man of my dreams, man. Uh, now, traveling to separator, whisk him away. Yeah, all right, yeah. Ebony, Ebony, Ebony Williams. Hey, man, one day the bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Tone, are you man. glad? Are you glad you locked it down and got married before you started going gray? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've already noticed the grays. You know, oh, like I, got I, you. I got him in a beard, got a couple sprigget, single sprigots in, in the hair. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Comes up quick. I am upon you. I <laughs> think I think it's starting to sprinkle in a little bit in my facial hair, and that's what I'm upset about. I might have gray hair uh, or white. I might have some on top, but I wouldn't know because I keep it short enough that I'll probably never find out. But when it starts showing up in the facial hair, I hate that because – I don't mind if I have a gray beard or a white beard, but I want it to all be one color. I don't like when there's like a trickle of white and it looks like I just like dribbled some milk or some clam chowder. <laughs> you know what hey, I mean? You want, it's you a want weird it, like, look. You want the, the little pepper. You know, salt little pepper. This, it yeah, needs to salt be consistent. It needs to be consistent. Otherwise, I think it's going to look weird. But you don't get to choose that. Well, you could shave. That I, like, I might go through a period where it's like I got to shave until it kind of – you know, comes in a little more clearly of one color or the other, which is too bad because this is like the hair I can grow. This is what I got is the beard. Or you can dye it. That's the other part. Just for men, touch of gray. You're not going to do that, are you, Tone? No, no. See, the best part about uh, being of the community and being a part of the community that moisturizes all the time, like I'm going to have like this kind of baby face thing, but with grays. So people are still going to be confused. I'm like, how old is that man? <laughs> is he 27 or 77? Right. People so, who have never seen you benefit. also wonder that. People who have only Sucks. ever heard you on here wonder the same thing. Mm-hmm. When I you have, say uh, phrases like bumping uglies. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I <was>, uh, bumping <laughs> uglies in a minute. That's funny. Bumping uh, uglies. But yeah, but yeah, like it's, it's, it's the best because it's like, you know, people are going to be very confused, not like confused at you know, when I have a 20-year-old son and I'm going to be like, hmm, how old are I? Is that his older brother? Is that an uncle? I can't be his dad, can I? But that's the benefit of moisturizing since you uh, showed up on Earth. 
Russ, do you think you're going to, if this comes up for you, are you going to use like Rogaine or just Rogaine? Or Rogaine is coloring or anything just for like men. that? Yeah, Rogaine is the one that if I, if I was uh, had the male pattern baldness. No, I won't be using that. Uh, just for men, I don't think I would be using that either. So I've watched my dad from like when he was in his 40s to now. Uh-huh. And he's had the graceful one that you're talking about where it started where it was all one color when he was like 40. And then like a, one day he, it was just like salt and pepper. And then he just, gr- just gracefully aged out of the pepper to salt and pepper. Now more salt than pepper. And it's a good look for him. So I'm, I'm cool. He always told me and my brother, Hey man, at some point, probably 39, 40 is going to turn for you, but you're going to have all your hair. And I'm like, yeah, as long that's, as a good tra- it. that's a good trade off for me. I would say so. As long as if you keep the hair, but it turns white, that's fine. Yeah, I, I could go for that. There's all these like, well, it's on your mother's grandfather's side or whatever. Like, I've never needed to know any of that or pay attention to any of that because, like, all I see up and down both lines is a bunch of cul-de-sacs. I'm like, well, that's <laughs> <laughs> the white George. That's gonna be me. Yeah, it's not gonna go well. But of course, of course, my younger brother Jake. Like, you guys have both met Jake. Like. Mm-hmm. He's, he says he's not doing anything. He doesn't have, you know, Brian Urlacher hair care or whatever. Like No restore. His, hair, his is starting to – he's getting like a little spot, but in general, like he's still he, – he's still got the hair. It still looks fine. No, he has a, a, a solid uh, head of hair. When did you start to notice yours was, was you were pushing it back? I first started to notice it probably like tw- like late 20s, like 27 maybe. But, I mean, I could still have some hair going. I'm trying to think of, like, who would be somebody that has hair like this. Because I made the decision at that point right around then to just, I'm just going to start buzzing it. But I could mm-hmm. have held on for a little longer. I probably could have, you know, you could see it thinning in the front a little bit. Right. But I probably could have made it till 30 with my regular hair, which wasn't that long anyway. It was maybe, in, you know, an inch, inch and a half. I didn't keep it very long. I usually kept it pretty close cropped anyway. I think you, you made the right decision. You'd rather have it go early and take it off then go through that phase where everybody's like nah bro you should just come yes. on home yes like with lebron right yes exactly where we're all sitting here for years like come on man like just come on home yeah it's a better look <laughs> it's weirdly more maintenance this way because i feel like when i had hair i would get a haircut about once a month and now i have to do it like once a week cuz now if it starts getting too long it looks i think it looks terrible it looks fuzzy. It looks like like a used up tennis ball. Uh, I'm with you on the beard though. Like I'm, I don't worry about my beard when it eventually goes gray because I don't keep my beard like James Harden length or even like the length that Tone has. I like it more close to my face. So mm-hmm. even when they start to pop in, you won't even be able to notice as much as if when tones come in. I tried to go with a bigger, more like not quite James Harden, but I tried years back in Miami to go with one that was the a full? little fuller. Yeah, and I just I couldn't get this. I couldn't get it to look right. It just didn't look right. I couldn't like shape it. You probably have to go to somebody. You have, probably have to go to a barber for that. Someone is just ringing the daylights out of my house. I was like, I was like, somebody got somebody at the my door? house, right? That's not you guys. Yeah, that was, no, that's you. <laughs> I'm at is my that dad's that one house. kid? No, I'm at. I record yeah. these at my dad's house. Yeah, I'm like, this is why Jason don't record it at home. Exactly. <laughs> I was, ha- I was, I don't remember if I told you guys this or not, but I was doing like a live TV hit from my home when we were all doing those from home. 
and I had everything quiet. I had the dog in another room. My kids were not home and I'm, it's on live TV via zoom or whatever. And right as I'm right, as they're thrown to me to talk, the doorbell rings and it's one of my younger daughter's friends. And apparently the way this kid rings the doorbell is he rings it until somebody comes. He just keeps jabbing at that thing. Like, I'm just going to keep hitting it till a person shows up. Bad. You know, it's funny about that. They I like they, his uh, approach. You like the, the the peppering? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, keep knocking until somebody, somebody opens. <laughs> you have to teach your kids not to do that, by the way. You definitely like, do. You do. They don't know. Like my 12-year-old Grace has gotten into now the last couple of years. She's had an email account and she emails with people outside of our circle. Like she emails the woman who runs the animal shelter and she emails people at church that she's where she's going to be volunteering with. Um, she e- sends emails to certain teachers that she has for online classes. And we had to tell her, like my wife caught on to it first. Like we have to tell her she can't just keep peppering somebody when she doesn't get a reply. You can't email somebody 10 times in 24 hours. You got to, you got to email and then wait. I, you know, I, I will say, man, the older you get, the more like, you instead of doing that, you go per my last email. I gotta find you? out what this is. This whoever this is is not leaving. How many how many times are you gonna ring a doorbell and how long are you gonna wait? Well, here's uh, the thing. If, always- I'm, if I'm going to somebody's house and they don't know, if I ring someone's doorbell and they don't answer in about four seconds, I'm like, well, they're not home. Right. Right. I. So is are you, is you you're the only person at your dad's I gotta house? Go, I gotta yes, my dad's not even here. I gotta go investigate this. All right, let's figure out what's Otherwise, what's going it's gonna on. It's gonna be here. the whole show. Yeah. A few moments later. Watch it be like like the most ridiculous thing in the world that didn't deserve the amount of rings that he got. What if it's a, like a Jehovah's Witness? <laughs> I'm would doing the li- podcast. Would you like to hear the good news? <laughs> It's a, oh, it's about the uh, false religion. Pizza got going to the wrong house. No, he's at our house. The receipt says my dad's name on it, but my dad's not here, and it's not paid, and it's he only takes cash, and I have like nine dollars. I don't think it's going to be enough. I'm like, hey, buddy, you got to take this nine. That's what, I, I get why pizza. he kept bringing it. Now that ma- that part makes more sense. So we don't take anything but cash. You don't I, got cash. We got to find out what's going on here. We're going to call my dad. <laughs> what only, is going what on? Pizza places only takes cash. What is in in, in the year of our Lord, twenty twenty three. Nineties. Your dad's like, hey, I ordered you some dinner. He wouldn't. <laughs> he wouldn't. But you got to pay for it, though. <laughs> right, right. I ordered you some dinner that you could pay for. Oh, he's not going to answer. Come on, Dad. <laughs> hey. <laughs> This is a prank. This is funny. Oh, come on, man. What's going on? <laughs> I, I can't pay this guy. Unless my dad's got some cash laying around. I don't want to go rifling through my dad's house. Go find some quarters. <laughs> bring, bring out a big jug of quarters. <laughs> bring right, out the quarters. What's going on here? More moments later. A $31 pizza. Goddamn. <laughs> Was it ribeye steak on this pizza? <laughs> oh, my God. One pizza? It might be more than one. That's funny. He didn't let Jason know the pizza was coming. He knew he wasn't gonna be here. Man, that man, that man said, "I ain't going back to the pizzeria without this money, bro." So you better, whoever live here, better find thirty-one dollars. Mm. Let me see that lamp. 
I like that lamp. Give me that lamp. I'd be like, hey, what what size shoes you wear? <laughs> kind of underwear you got on. Oh my gosh. The word around town is you got the meats. <laughs> <laughs> Shake something for me. <laughs> <laughs> what you know about some cheekage? Turn around real quick. <laughs> hey, was that pizza thirty one dollars? Did I hear that correctly? Yes, the pizza's thirty one dollars. Well, I thought I heard that correctly. I said, God, what is on this pizza? Is there only one? Nothing. It's just like sausage or something. I, I, all I've got is nine dollars cash, and I'm oh, like, well, man. what do I do? And the guy's like, well, you can call Rosati's. Jeez, I, I bet my dad's got a hundred bucks sitting around somewhere, but I don't know where. He hasn't called you back. No. Oh man. I mean, what do you do here? I can't call, call Rosati's and pay for it over the phone. I guess I'm gonna have to. I mean, I don't know. If the pizza guy's gonna go for that. Twelve seconds later. Oh, it was it was a uh, it was touch and go there once you left to walk away from the the computer. So where where have we gotten? Pay for this. Okay. My dad ordered a pizza, apparently. I mean, it's got yeah. his name and his phone number on it. It doesn't look like one of his friends ordered it. Yeah, 100%. And uh, me and the pizza guy have both been calling him and not able to reach him. And my dad is usually not home on the nights when we record this. Either I either he has stuff planned or he's out with his friends um, so that I don't hear, like, noise and stuff in the background. And I usually meet up with my dad afterward, like, around 930 or something like that. And neither me nor the pizza guy can read. The pizza guy's like, I called him and he didn't answer. And I was like, yeah, welcome to my experience. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. My dad's always got his phone in his hand, but, but you know. This so we great. left off where the guy, now this is the goodness of people. The guy trusted me. I yeah, we heard that part. Yeah, the guy trusted me to take the pizza because I don't know, maybe my dad wants that. The worst thing I could do probably is send the pizza back. And uh, then my dad gets home in 10 minutes and is like, hey, where's my pizza? Right. Uh, so, so the guy uh, trusted so me. To, the guy, the guy trusted me to call and uh, pay this over the phone. So I need to do that so he doesn't get in trouble. You should probably do that right now. I'm going to. Yes. I don't want this guy to get fired. We'll, we'll okay. come back. We'll come back in a second and start the show. <laughs> okay. All right. The pizza's paid for. There you go. Yeah, I think if my dad Happy calls back during the show, we should. We should take the call and find we out. We should a hundred percent. What was this? How did a pizza show up here and you're not here? And I mean, what if I hadn't been here? He knew I was going to be here. That's the weird part. He knew I was going to be here and he probably I, knew he wasn't. Bro, he's probably just like, let me do something for Jason and get him some pizza. I, I mean, did he, how, you can't butt dial a pizza. This is not for me. I promise you this is not for me. There's no, there's no way. That's a great what? thought. But yeah. my dad's a nice guy. My dad would buy me a pizza if I asked him to or if he wanted to, he would text me and say, hey, I ordered you a pizza. It's going to get there, you know, right around when you get there. But, yeah, you're right. You can't you can't accidentally order pizza that has your name, phone number yeah, and address. Pocket dial a pizza. But the other question is, I mean, wouldn't you want the pizza when it's hot? My, if you're my dad. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, so many questions. There's a lot of details that don't make sense. So if <laughs> if if he calls me back or shows up at this house, uh, we're gonna need to get to the bottom of that. We do. Short of that, let's start our show. Oh man. Did you have did you have mystery pizza that I don't have money for showing up at the front door of my dad's house while I'm the only one here on the show sheet today? I I me and Tone said Jehovah's Witness while you stepped away the first time. <laughs> I thought that's what it was. I mean, was that would have be. been quicker. Yes. Hey, don't want to hear the good news. Thanks. That would have been less of a delay. 
Welcome oh. to Sports Jason. I'm Jason Leisure, and my with my co-host Russ Dorsey, a real one. That man said thirty-one dollars. I said, God damn, thirty-one dollars. It's gonna be the best pizza in the world. It's a sixteen-inch. Here's the order: sixteen-inch thin, so like okay. tavern style. Yeah. Sausage and pepperoni, well done, and that comes out to twenty-five seventeen, and then there's a four-dollar delivery fee, two bucks in tax. And that takes us to thirty one oh five for a pizza. So your dad got a family size pizza. A sixteen inch? That's, uh, yeah, that might yeah, that's yeah. more than he's gonna eat. Yeah, sixteen is like a family size. It's it's definitely a, at least a large. I just don't understand how this happened because you can't accidentally order a pizza. He's not here. This has all his information on it, so it wasn't like one of his friends sending him a pizza unexpectedly. No, a hundred percent he ordered it. I mean, normally I like this problem. I would love for an unexpected pizza to show up, even if it does. Good problem to have. Bucks. Yeah, but this is not. This was definitely not intended for me. My dad would have told me. If he calls back at some point while we're recording, we'll find out. Okay. Uh, Russ is here. I'm here. We also have Tony Gill producing. Tony Gill, ailing, an ailing Tony Gill. Like, like Michael Jordan or Willis Reed or Kirk Gibson. Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce. Nah, that means you just got to go to the bathroom real quick. Right. <laughs> uh, not faking it, he says. Tony Gill is trying. And, and, and I think we have the proof because he couldn't barely muster an, oh, yeah. You want to try again, Tony? Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. We're getting there. We're getting there. That's a lot better. That's, that's what those are going to sound like when you're 95. Where you're trying to tell the grandkids, oh, yeah, back in my day. Yeah, my catchphrase back in the day used to be, oh, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, Tony Gill. There's no gusto. There's no gusto behind it, Tone. The the ailing, feeble Tony Gill is presented by Sheets and Giggles, and that is something you're going to want to check out, especially with Mother's Day coming up. This episode is coming out more than a week before Mother's Day, so you have plenty of time. If you order it when you hear this, you will still get it in time of Mother's in time for Mother's Day. Go on there and order your mom some sheets, some beautiful, silky smooth, 100% eucalyptus. Sheets at sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. That's the link for our listeners. And if you use that, you'll get 23% off. Great deal. If you go, if that applies, by the way, if you're looking for a mattress, that 23% off applies to the mattress. And that is a lot of money. That is a lot of savings that they're giving you on that. So go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. Sports Jason is also brought to you by BetMGM. And this is a good time for this too, because you got Kentucky Derby, NBA mm-hmm. playoffs, hockey playoffs, baseball. Uh, Tony's standard is a bet uh, money line against the White Sox. Uh, you can go to betmgm or .com or download the BetMGM app and get this offer. Your first bet with them gets paid back up to $1,000 in free betting credits if you don't win. So you're either winning or you're getting free betting credits to give it another shot if you use promo code ADJACENT1000. Tons of stuff over at BetMGM. Use promo code ADJACENT1000. BetMGM, the king of of sports books. We were talking about hair and we were talking about uh, dealing with what aging does to your hair. At least in, in my case, it's making it disappear. In Tony's case, he's starting to get that salt and pepper look. Russ still looking, just thriving, just <laughs> vibrant, <laughs> thriving, like, like just growing wildly and unmanageably in a good way. Y- y- your hair looks like it will be there forever. I, and I hope it is. Lord willing. 
Do you have any regrettable haircuts from childhood, though? Oh, yeah. The back before I got to make the decisions, you get the uh, oh, you get yeah. the cut because my aunt used to cut my hair. No, that there was a bad move by my parents and they shouldn't let, mm. let that happen because then you get you get the guard. that's too low. Mm-hmm. Now you got to come back to school on Monday with the baldy. And mm-hmm. you had teachers giving me smoke, kids giving me smoke. Like, yo, where's your <laughs> hair? And it's just like, I hate it here. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, was rough. That was always a, oh. a a very interesting decision made by parents. Is so you want me to look good because my hair is unwieldy, but you refuse to invest to make it actually look good. Like that is a hypocritical take by all parents out there that wanted you to go mean, the cheap way like instead of going to a family shop. member do it or a friend it's, yeah yeah but like no no you pay to get like my mom you know she got her hair done no expenses you don't mm-hmm. care my dad when he had hair went to go went to a barbershop why wouldn't that apply to a child that is very very weird a very weird decision by some parents Dog, it was at a point tone where i looking back i should have fought my parents like i we should have taken it outside went 30 because there was like a, they, they sent us over to my aunt's house like we used to go on Fridays sometimes spend the night and like they got like the clippers and everything and then there was like a cassette like a video a VHS <laughs> <laughs> like when you want to learn how to cut hair and I'm oh, like no dog like oh my goodness I oh my god that's like it's like they're cutting your hair the way I would put something together from Ikea where I'm like, all right, right. step one. All right. I think we did step one. Let's go to step two. And there's no rewind on like an actual human, like the VHS. <laughs> like, you, you can't be like, ah, let me let me run it back real quick. Oop. Well, can't do that. Yeah. I wish my parents might would have stepped in a little more because there are some very regrettable haircuts from my, especially once I got to uh, teenage years where my parents gave me a little more autonomy on that um a big thing in uh, a big thing among the whites was frosted tips ah. back in the late 90s uh like like in sync and I, none of those pictures look good to me in hindsight and there was one time where i was i, I did it myself and just went full bleached like eminem and uh, also not a good look for me <laughs> oh man, Jason was in the mirror like it's gonna be May, <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it never was at, at that point. No, Jason in the mirror. I'm Slim Shady. You're something the real shit. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Slim Shady. You're dating. My dad used to always make fun of it, and and it turns out he was right. Yeah, uh, I do remember a haircut from when I was much younger. Maybe now this is one where, you know, this is on my parent. The the hair dye, the highlights, and stuff like that. That's on me. Even at 14, 15, like that one's on me. But I remember one from when I was younger than that, where this one's on my parents, where I had, you know, just a normal shorter, you know, short on the sides and a little bit of hair on top. And then I got lines shaved into the side, like two lines. Mm. I mean, it probably looked like, like Detlef Shrimp trying to look cool. (laughs) Not Detlef Shrimp. Off the, from the Seattle Supersonics. Or maybe like Chris Mullen, like, yeah, just a couple of lines on each side. That's not a good look. Oh, no, the Chris Mullen. Now that's coming up with my kids and, like, my 12-year-old, Grace. Yeah. I, and and I, this is something we talked about uh, a week or two ago with kids is you're, when you're parenting, there's a lot of gray area between 
controlling their life and giving them some freedom to do what they want to do. Right. And it, that's a constantly moving target. And you're always trying to do it right. You're trying not to be too controlling, but you're also trying not to let them do something really stupid. And she, she's come off this, thankfully. Um, hopefully she'll just stay forgetting about this. But she wanted a, a month or so ago to dye her hair blue. And I would have hated that. And I will hate that if we end up doing that. I, I get it. I understand as a kid wanting to do something like that. And wanting to treat your hair like an art project. But um, hopefully she just continues to not remember about doing that. But she's trying to express herself, dog. I know. That's the thing is I I kind of feel like, well, if she really wants to, I got to let her. Uh, it's also, not. And it's also I'm like, also we're going to hate it. She's, it's not the whole head. Like, she did not like, let me turn myself into a blueberry. It's get some streaks in there. I don't know. I don't know what the plan is. I don't know. I don't know. Because that's gonna, that's I, what girls are doing. Like they're getting streaks of either like some girls do like the whole thing or women or whatever. But like you'll get the streaks of the purple or the pink or the blue mixed into your natural hair color. And it's like an accent. It's not like I'm just coming home with blue hair. Yeah, I don't know. You, you, a- you heard blue and shut everything down. Like you just yeah. said, all right, you want to come home with your hair. I was thinking like, you know, what Nicki Minaj would do basically. Right. No, hair. I promise if you dug deeper into the topic, you'd learn it's more about what I'm, it's more like what I'm describing. I'll probably still hate it, but my kids, my parents have some of these pictures around with the sync hair from my teenage years. And so, and my kids have seen that. So, I mean, I'm not going to have much of a defense to say, no, You, why would I let you do something that stupid? They'll say, well, look at your hair. <laughs> I got to show y'all this tweet. Just, just watch it out loud and watch the whole video. It's Patrick Mahomes' brother walking out of jail today. Uh, I saw it. I have not. I saw it. Take a, it's, it's 10 seconds, Jason. I just texted it to the group. So far, he's been a nuisance. This is another step. Now, excuse us. Excuse us. Do you have any thoughts on the charges? What I tried to have on you. What would you like to say to the victims? Keep going. Keep going. Do you have any reaction to be to be facing three felony charges? Excuse us. We can't talk right right now. Thanks. Keep pushing. Keep walking. Anything you want to say to the victims of these crimes? You know, if you was a real black dude, they would arrest you a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Who Bro! That? Bro, it's a reporter, right? Bro, so the, the lady who, who had the video is a reporter. Oh, my God. It was clearly not her who said that. There was must have been somebody behind her. And bro definitely said, this is my moment. If you was a real black dude, they would have arrested you a long time ago. <laughs> oh my God, bro. Like I, nothing could have prepared me for that. Dude, dude, is this is only further is the argument to me that no matter what happens with Tom Brady or whatever, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback ever. What do you mean? Why? Because that is his brother. Because he's got because he's got freaking Tommy Boy for a brother. Yep, he's and, and the he, greatest quarterback ever. He's had to and tell um, his wife to chill out. Yep, like it's. Like, I don't. I I would never understand how that happened. How both of them. Uh oh, it's it's that oh, time. Wait, here we go. All right, my dad's calling now. Let's find out what's going on with the pizza. Dad. Hey. 
Hey, let, I, me, guess, let me guess a pizza showed up. I, yeah, how do you know? How did you know? <laughs> the guy was ringing the doorbell incessantly, and I'm like, who is that? And he uh, and, and I finally go up there, and it's a pizza guy with a pizza for you that has not been paid for. So what, did you pay for it? Well, yeah, somebody has to. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so I, 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 I'm just out over here cleaning up your messes. <laughs> how did this pizza, uh, did you butt dial a pizza? How did that get here? We we are winners. They don't have a kitchen. We order. I ordered a pizza. Three three of us went in, and it, it got delivered to the house instead of winning. <laughs> okay. All right. So it's all right. So you're at a bring your own pizza bar, and but the pizza got delivered to our house instead. While I'm the only one here, and I had I had nine dollars, so that wasn't enough to cover it. And I I did a quick scan around the kitchen to see if you had some money laying around, and you did not. Okay. So you could pay like thirty bucks or thirty-one bucks. Yeah, I'll be okay. It, it's more—it's more the hassle. I'll be all right. So I, I called Rosati's because I—I figured, and I saw you that you had called. I knew exactly what happened. <laughs> and they're, they're delivering another one, but I don't want to pay for it again. Okay. <laughs> another one. I'm, I'm sorry about that. You knew exactly what happened, but then you didn't take my call. Uh, I didn't see it. I just dealt with all this in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> all right. Well, that's good crisis management. Okay. I'm sorry. No, no. I'll be okay, and I'm happy to treat you to a pizza. There's a $31 pizza sitting on the counter here for you. Yeah. Well, okay. And this is all This is all going to be part of our show this week. Okay. Yeah. Well, you understand what happened, right? I do now, yes. <laughs> no, no. I got it. I, I don't understand why you were unreachable when I needed to solve this problem, but I, but I do understand what the sequence of what happened. Yes. yes. Say, say hi to Russ and Tony. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Yo, what's, what's going up? on? All right. You, you want the pizza in the fridge or what? Uh, well, or take it home and eat it yourself. Oh, okay. Well, I could treat myself to a, a pizza. All right. That, that you pay for it. All right. Sausage, I mean, it is mine, so I guess I could. <laughs> All right, well, uh, listen, I'll reimburse you because I'm not paying for the pizza that, I, that I'm waiting to pay for. Okay. <laughs> All right. A, okay, bye. All right, love you, Dad. Bye. Love you, too. Bye. Yo, that's fantastic. <laughs> the, the, Did the you hear all that? Part of, the best part of it to me was... I'm not paying for any of the pizzas. <laughs> right now. I ordered them, but I'm not paying for the one you got to the house or the one they're going to have delivered here. There's some How's it going to pull that off, though? I don't know. I don't know. There's some context that makes a little more sense here. So my dad has a local bar that he and his friends meet up at a lot. And in that same plaza where the bar is, is a Rosati's Pizza. So, and the bar doesn't serve food. So there are often people, they're often like, sometimes there'll be a food truck outside the bar and you can get food and bring it in and, or it's okay, especially for regulars. I'm sure they don't care if you pick up a pizza at Rosati's and bring it into the bar. So that's what my dad was trying to do. And somehow there was a snafu with, uh, specifying for this pizza to be delivered to his house instead of a takeout order that he could just walk in and grab from Rosati's and take back to him and his buddies at the bar. Yeah, I was like, if it's it in all the checks same out. strip mall, like the old stroll across the strip mall should have taken care of all this. But yeah, something happened where they asked for his like address and then he gave it to them, not realizing, oh, they're gonna probably send the <laughs> maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, instead of like, why did you? Why would you want to know that? I'm coming. Right. To it. I don't know. My dad's my dad. T- in his defense, is not a schemer. My dad would not do this to me. I know other people that would. There are people 
uh, in the in the circle and more so the extended circle that would try to do something like this. But my dad is not a schemer, and my dad can afford to buy his own pizza. It's a funny prank. Hey, if you're listening to this and you have Jason uh, Leisure's uh, address, send him a pizza. It will be hilarious. Send it to my dad's house, unpaid. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that he knew exactly what happened, but had not communicated any of that he to said me. yo i i knew exactly when you called what happened i just right. didn't want to pick up the phone <laughs> yeah this all went down like an hour ago oh my goodness and sometimes my dad's busy sometimes my dad's you know at an actual event or meeting or something like that that's not the case just hanging out with his friends oh man that's I, I saw this and i knew exactly what happened not even a text <laughs> hey did you get a pizza in the house nah <laughs> we'll figure we'll figure this out in like 45 minutes it's fine oh Oh, good ending to the story, though. Well, we got some resolution. There is follow-up, though. Like, I just want to find out who actually pays for the the other pizza. Because your dad was adamant. He said, I'll be damned if I'm paying for it. But then he's going to see. But then he's gonna end up without a pizza unless he wants to come back, drive back to the house. And it's only five minutes away, but this pizza's been sitting here for, it's not hot anymore. So, But he said they were going to split it. Well, I mean... If he, I don't know how he's getting a pizza if he's not willing to shell out $31 because this guy wasn't leaving our house. No. Rosati's seems pretty serious about getting their money. Hey, how that brother said. Everyone's big compared to me, Tony. Pretty much no, everybody. I was going to say, like, if you had to, could you take them? No, Jason told us last week he ain't been working out. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Also, I'm <laughs> not a fighter. We, we know that too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a, a slick talking, get out of it type guy. Hey, Jason told us if somebody, you know, grab Ashley and Jewel, he's just gonna be like, "Hey, bro, why did you do that?" <laughs> <laughs> sir, uh, sir. Hey, sir. Hey, that's not sir. nice, man. But see, this the is thing is, Russ, is that if you and me are out and my way prevails, we're not leaving there with misdemeanors. We'll be all right. Here's my thing, though. Your way really not gonna get it done, but I feel why you got it. We got to do it your way. If not go to jail uh, is how you get it done, then it does get it done. I feel you, but that's I, not I the feel way like the I wouldn't works. do well in jail. It's just a hunch. You might not do well outside in your own neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> these kids whooping ass these days. <laughs> <laughs> oh. These big GMO kids. What? They'll roll you, Jason. <laughs> you know, oh. I watched an, I watched an episode uh, yesterday of a show that you like. My wife has gotten into Bel Air, and Bel Air's been out for a little bit, so she, mm-hmm. so she's maybe like a season behind. And I had never seen it, and she's showing me an episode from like late season one, uh, or not showing me, but like she was watching it. And I'm like, I'll sit and watch this. I heard this is good. I'll just kind of guess. Uh, uh, at the storyline that I've missed. And it is interesting to see all the characters are totally different. Uh, th- it's not funny. The show, at least the episode I saw, no, was drama. not funny. Not, not the way the show, not the way Fresh Prince was funny back in the day. But uh, she was, she did pause it at one point. She's trying to explain to me, like, you know, Will had to leave Philadelphia because there was this incident and he kind of got into it and challenged this You've never seen the Fresh Prince of Bel Air? And. The guy, uh, the guy was like, uh, what's the word for it? Uh, he was like the big homie of that town. Yeah, yeah, Ashley. And I was like, okay, I follow this. All right, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm into it now. No, no, I'm picking, I'm picking up everything. 
I will say I watched one episode like just isolated from the entire storyline. This was probably like season one, episode eight. It was pretty good. It looks like I mean, you, you said you like it. It's reimagined, and uh, usually I, I don't. I'm not always a fan of like I. I'm a fan of let's just create new stuff. Like let's let's that's Hollywood's problem right now. It's like all right, we got to do you know Lion King all over again. Mm-hmm. No, let let the Lion King live again. Let's do the Wonder Years right. again. Let's do it right. Again. It's like no, let's create masterpieces of this generation. Like these kids should deserve to have movies that they can remember when they're in their 20s and 30s, like we are. Like yeah. These kids are getting the short end because they well, they are bullshitting right now. They did a good job though on Bel Air of when I say it's totally different than the first one. That's probably the way to go. It's probably mm-hmm. better not to try to recreate the comedy of Fresh Prince. It's probably better to take some of the same elements and create a new, more interesting, dramatic story. For sure, for sure, and I think that's where they they as far as as bad as I thought it might be. It it is really good in terms of they found a new storyline and like new ways to think of the characters and all that. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, Russ, I had a funny thing to tell you about from going to Kansas City last week for the draft. So Thursday night, I'm there for – I'm only there for really Thursday night. There's some access Wednesday the day before, and then I'm there to cover the first round Thursday night and then get back as quickly as possible Friday at House Hall. They're going to have their first round pick to a press conference, and then we're going to cover the second round from there and whatever. Yeah, so You must have to get like the 6 a.m. flight. I did. So yeah. very, very late. I got like two hours of sleep. Slept from like one till maybe three thirty and then had to get up and get to the airport. So I get to the airport. Kansas City's always had a weird airport. Uh I don't know if you ever been had gone to it before they made it more normal. No. But now it's normal, but it's apparently very understaffed at that hour because I got there well in time. I had a six AM flight. I was probably in the airport ready to check my bag at like four thirty. And there's only two people checking people in at Delta. And the line is just taking forever. And one of them, one of the people at the desk is this woman 
and she seems to be dealing with a lot of passenger problems that are slowing her down. So I kind of understand that. The other one is this guy, and he he just he's laughing too much for someone that should be in a hurry. I'm all for like, hey buddy, yeah, I'm let's go having fun at work and enjoying like the, the human interaction. But people are starting to panic because the line is taking too long, and mm-hmm. there's a cutoff of at a, at a certain time. It depends on the airport. Forty five minutes. At, at yeah, Kansas City. It's at Kansas City. It's forty five minutes. At O'Hare, it's more. It's further in advance. There's only there's a cutoff for when you can check a bag. And so I finally, they 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 get to a point where, and I haven't seen them do this before. They get to a point where the gate or the desk agents are in a panic, and they're like. Okay, hey, we're coming up to it on this flight. Um, if anyone's going on this flight at 605, uh, you need to come to the front of the line right now or you're not going to be able to check your bag. And so everybody, you know, they kind of part the sea and they let those of us through that are doing that. And I get up there and check. My, and I, I will tolerate so much from people who work in this business. I don't tolerate quite as much from the other passengers. But if mm-hmm. you work in the airline business, your job is hard. I saw a gate agent in Seattle a year or two ago breakdown crying and i understood why like there are some really tough jobs between especially during the pandemic it got even worse there Mm -hmm. was all this especially post pandemic there was all this like abuse of airline employees verbal abuse and mistreatment Mm -hmm. of flight attendants and things like that so flight attendants gate agents uh desk agents and, and many of them i've seen go above and beyond and i appreciate it so much it takes a lot to get me to to say something to one of them that that is that is not very nice but I finally got to the front and the guy checks me in and takes my bag. The guy who was looking a little too happy at his job. Right. And he looks up at me and smiles. And this guy was young. He's probably, you know, 25. He looks up at me and smiles. He goes, oh, you just made it. And that was like the last straw for me, like congratulating oh, me. Oh, no. Made it. I'm like, yeah, you should hustle a little bit when you do this job. And then the guy got really stern. He's like, I was hustling, sir. You're free to go. Like, well, oh, geez. as long as me and my bag are getting on this plane, I can live with it. But something very funny happened uh, after that where I was waiting to get on the plane. And I usually like to get on late, like toward the end. I'm not in a big hurry to get in there and sit. I'm usually one of the last people on the plane. And so I'm watching everybody scan through. And this guy is this guy, very tall and kind of just in a seemed like he was kind of in a fog. I mean, who's not at that hour? I hate flying at that hour. I only do it when I really have to. He scans his ticket on his phone and it beeps like it doesn't accept it. And he's puzzled by this and he does it again. And the woman's like, the gate agent says, well, um, yo, you're on a different flight. You're not on this flight. And the guy's like, oh, no, it says right here. It says boarding 540. And the gate agent looks at it and goes, yeah, that's PM. Oh, no. Now That's the worst. That guy had a worse day than me. Oh, 100%. Because he got up early when he didn't even have to. Oh. Now, they ended up letting him on. There was standby seats, so they ended up letting him on. Okay. But that, that, I, that has never happened to me. I think there was one time maybe like 20 years ago where I, I had the wrong day for my flight, but I caught it the night before, so before I went to the airport. So I was okay. I didn't, like, get up at 3 a.m. for that. Anyway, that's that's just a little, you know, travail of my time in Kansas City. But, Tony, I think you have some real news you'd like to discuss today. Is that right? Uh, you bring yes. the people up to some, speed? Some very, very important news that everybody who is single that is out here um, should worry about. Uh, this is according to CNN. So this is real news. I 
double triple checked. This is the actual CNN website. I'm sorry. Right. Hang on a second. Now, I, I, your your first check is CNN. What was the double and the triple check? Where exactly did you look for a second and third confirmation, or were you just making up words there? Uh, so I hit the back button and then hit the link again, and then <laughs> okay. did it again, and then it was definitely the CNN website. Okay. So all three checks were on CNN. Got it. Yes. I clicked the same link three times to make sure. Yeah. It's like it's a genie. Uh, the headline is. Dutchman, not the flying Dutchman on SpongeBob, but Dutchman, who fathered over 500 children around world, ordered to stop donating sperm amid incest fears. So apparently, this uh, this guy, 41 Yikes. year old, uh, was forbidden to donate more semen to clinics. The court ruling said he could be fined 100,000 euros or 110 dollars per infraction if he continues. The court also ordered the man to write to clinics abroad, asking them to destroy any of his semen they have in stock, except doses reserved for parents who already had children by him. The decision came after a civil case started by a foundation representing the interest of donor children and Dutch parents who had used the man as a donor. They argued the man's continued donations violated the right to a private life of his donor children whose ability to form romantic relationships are hampered by fears of accidental incest and inbreeding. Oh, I follow it now. It took me a second there. So the, the incestual concern is that one of you could end up dating your sister without having any idea that that's the case. Exactly. If you're one of these, how many kids do we think it is? 500. Uh, they 500. Say. It's a big number. Yeah, they got town feel a lot smaller. <laughs> you know, they you, there should be illegal. You should be only able to donate sperm maybe once, maybe twice. Do y'all get the the the? No, I don't donate, Russ. Thank you for asking, though. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. I would hope as a married man, father of two, that you're not donating sperm out here. You made enough donations your in your own home. Um, but my my question is like, what is the appeal of that? Right, money. like, I'm pretty paid. sure it's money. It's got to be money, right? That, bro, the the long term, like you out here, Tone, bleep this out. How much money do you get uh, for that, Tone? What? Cups. <laughs> Jeez. Your <laughs> cups. There's the there's for, the title for, of the episode. What? Yes, a hundred percent. Tone, find out how much you get paid for that. Do some producing. We're gonna find out, Russ, how much it's for. On average. So, uh, Sperm donors are paid between one hundred to one hundred and twenty dollars per donation. Dog, one two times no. per week. So twice. No. So best case scenario, getting like twice a week for how much money? Best case. Uh, donors earn an average of four thousand dollars in six months. Okay, so you're making like eight grand a year, and you have the 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 risk of knowing that there's five hundred something kids out there of yours. Ups for. 120 bucks a pop is crazy. Like, bro, my crazy my, low or crazy high? No, crazy in general to even okay. attempt. My, okay. my, I didn't know what you were expecting the rate to be. Dog, so my, my, like, no, I only do this for rate. <laughs> my freshman year of college, I knew my mom wasn't gonna buy me a PlayStation 4. <laughs> so I went oh, no. and I donated 
No, 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 no. Relax. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Relax. Oh, no. Relax. 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 Hey, stop. stop. I wasn't stop. getting a stop. PlayStation, so stop. I went and I donated. <laughs> Cut it off right there. Stop. No. Donating to PS4. Stop it. Stop it. All right. So, Russell. My mom's about to pass out, Jason. Chill out. Me too. So me she too, got as a, as a as a symbolic <laughs> older friend figure in your life. Let me finish. Jesus. I got here too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you. So at 18, I said, "Man, I want a PlayStation 4." And I don't want to my mom's not going to give me the money, so I won't even ask. So I'm going to donate plasma. Which, oh, thank God. Exactly. Very like easy, safe, blah blah blah. I went like twice a week for like a month. Got enough money, bought a PlayStation, came home for fall break with a PlayStation. My mom's like, yo, when'd you get a PlayStation 4? <laughs> you don't have enough money for that. You don't have a job at school. How'd you do it? And I was like, oh, I donated plasma. And she thought I was out here just like laying in some alley, like letting people drop. I'm like, ma, they have nurses working in there. Like, what's they do it at a hospital? And that's what I'm it's, it's literally like a clinic. I'm like, my it helps people. Like they need plasma. And they put they they take the plasma out, they put it back in you. You're in there for 45 minutes and you get to go home with money. Like, what is what's the issue? Like, my mom took it as like back in like the 60s and 70s when people were out in, in the middle of alleys doing whatever. I'm like, Ma, relax. This is super <laughs> safe. They got the nurses in there. Make sure you don't pass out. You get a little snack. Like it's it's really like daycare, and you get paid at the end. <laughs> I'm with your mom but, on that. That would be very troubling to me. Why? Uh, my kid is so is so bad off at college that he's donating plasma to get a PlayStation. Yes, it's safe. Oh my goodness, what it's, would you do for a Nintendo Switch? Oh well, it's safe. <laughs> <laughs> but here's my thing: it's safe. They have nurses and doctors working there. It's a uh, it's a, a clean clinic. All that other stuff. I did the research before. Like, I don't really see what her issue was. Man, at least you weren't tooting it up. Like, imagine my mom's uh, fears if I was doing what these this brother was doing. Cups for $120. <laughs> did you ever see she the movie? That, grandchildren out did there? you ever see the movie they made about this with Vince Vaughn, Delivery Man? No. Mm. It was horrible. It was terrible. <laughs> and I usually like movies of that you know, Owen Wilson, Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, like I'm usually that in. genre. The delivery man was so bad because it was about like this guy that had had basically was in this situation. And instead of making that a comedy, they made it more of a serious movie where he's going and trying to meet all of them and then help them solve their life problems. And there's not a lot of laughs. And I looked it up. It got 40 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is generous. Jeez. Yeah, they they really the world should come together united on this front. Like share information on who's out here trying to impregnate the world. Well, and nobody would donate know. if they if uh, part of it is anonymity. I think. I mean, mm-hmm. but for the you don't want to know. You don't want to know. It would be a weird. It'd be a weird feeling to be like, oh, I've got a kid in Modesto, California. No, no, not the kid. It's just this, like a the universal donation log. Where it's like, hey man, we see you donate about eight times. Like, I think you're you good. Should, yeah, you're good. <laughs> yeah, you're you're <laughs> good. You should probably get two. You should probably get two. Right. You, and and that's it. Like it just the psychological damage that you're doing 
to a whole population. Why is this man so popular <laughs> with parents? Yeah, they must be. I, I assume that there's like a photo book, and they must be picking this guy. Like this guy's got maybe he's got clearly potent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it says on the description, Russ. It's like good hair and works every time. Hope his shit is working. <laughs> like he sent him to the Kentucky Derby. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it just. <laughs> Yo, that's that's crazy, dog. Doing that for 120 bucks a pop is insanity. Like y'all don't understand. You get paid more doing like literally anything than that. Maybe he likes to and like, hey, if I'm gonna do it anyway, hey man, I'm I'm doing this for free all these years. I might as well get paid. Right. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Maybe he started doing it in college to get a PlayStation, and now he's like, I just kind of like it for pocket money. (laughs) I did see a a Law & Order episode where a guy was just, like, addicted to getting women pregnant. And, like, that was just, like, it's like a a for real mental illness type situation where you you shouldn't be doing that. I don't know. You should not be doing that. Here's my thing, Jason. This is how little $120 is. Your dad's pizza that you just paid for is like 25% of the, what that dude gets every time he does that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get a pizza once a week. That that only covers your pizza budget. That leaves a lot of bills unpaid. Jeez, man. I just I just don't know. That's not what they mean when they're talking about side hustles. I don't think that's uh, <laughs> maybe drive an Uber instead. Let's do the news. And, Tone, I, when I say that, I don't mean to discount that you've already had us do some of the news. Uh, that was good news. I had another one, but you didn't believe me. That was also a real article. What's your other one? A real, <laughs> most people – see, I would never need to say that to somebody. Nah, but I appreciate Tone at this point in his life knowing the bullshit that he's done before on the pod where it's like, yeah, from Black Sports Online, <laughs> like, that's not a real source. <laughs> or from Shade Room. That's not a real source. <laughs> sometimes sometimes it's just from the streets. Yeah, the yeah. streets are saying. Website. He means the literal mm-hmm. streets. Yeah. Yeah. Streets be talking. What's your other news story, Tone, before I read the, the real news from News Incorporated? I mean, this is from the Huffington Post. And this is the, the real Huffington Post. And I'm just going to read the headline and you guys tell me if you want to uh, continue or not. A woman's orgasm stole the show at L.A. Philharmonic. 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 That thing. <laughs> All right. So I what saw. Do you, what, well, what do you do when you have to read something for NBC that has a word like that in it? I'd be asking people. I'm like, what's the word? Okay. So you knew when you read that, you're like, this probably isn't right. Yeah. But, you know. Okay. You just kind of <laughs> throw it out he there. Tried to sound it, out. it helps me to know if you know. He doesn't. Yeah. Russ, you saw this? I saw what Tony is referring to, the video of it, and the lady um, enjoying herself at the Philharmonic. Now, a question that me and some friends had when the story came up earlier in the week was, was this a prank? Yeah, because when Russ, says he saw, when Russ says he saw the video, uh, it's a oh. video, it's just a, it's a giant wide shot of a concert hall. Correct, correct. You just hear some, you just hear some noises. There's not like any kind of clear shot of any particular person. Correct. 
You just hear the moans in the background. I thought there's no way somebody's doing that at the symphony. That's got to be you think some. That's got to be some kind of medical event or like an uncontrollable like um, like outburst of some kind. There, nah, there's duh. no way. You don't know what couples doing out here. You know, I I don't mean that. What did you think, Tony? Tony, you think everything's real? Of course, you thought this was real. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, what's the reason? Oh, yeah. What's the reason for it? you pay the so, ticket? To they have. Well, y'all don't this see giant place to some that might get somebody like a couple all like you're in a public setting with all these people around, and then they have like the little thing that has the like you can control it on your iPhone, and like you could turn it on and off, and not that I know or anything, I'm just saying what the streets say. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, if you there with your girl, it's you like, like you're yo, reading an instruction manual. I just know what's going on out here. I'm not saying that's been my experience. I'm just saying they might have these devices out there that you can control on your iPhone when you're out and about. And then you could just turn them on. And then your girl is she's feeling really good at the Philharmonic. Hey, I, I can't. Uh, what's the saying? I can't yuck somebody's yum. Yum. <laughs> So, what, so what's the one Jason what's, what's the one uh, golf says all the time hey you like it I love it yeah. <laughs> well, see I'm all about like you have personal freedom but only so far as it encroaches on my freedom and I, sh- I think I should be able to go to the, the Philharmonic without having this happen during it hang your girl bust it open in the two background two seats away from me <laughs> it was now if it was real or, or if as long as it wasn't a doctored video like the noise is very audible over the music. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. It, that it, it they stop inter- playing. It does interfere with the performance. They the stop music, playing the musical performance. Right, how do you tell somebody to stop? Stop. No. <laughs> You're really throwing that word around on this episode, huh? That's what Tone keeps bringing up. It's like half the words you've said. Tone keeps bringing it up, though, and I, I'm. I, there's no other way to you, talk about it. You, you Can you are, stop? Is that you like that or stop orgasming, please? Jason, you are a fan of the arts. You you are a uh, a high yeah, fluting right. man. So yeah, you so you understand the, the the high arts. And if somebody is you take your wife out to you know a nice no, philharmonic. No, uh, continue. Yeah, you take your wife to a philharmonic, and then somebody is ruining the experience of the philharmonic. What what, what what and they're next to you? What do you say? Uh, wow. Um, I don't know. I, see, I, my first thought is I would ask them if they were okay because I thought I didn't. I thought this. Oh no, we're some, we're good, buddy. Yeah, it sounded like they're very okay. So yeah, <laughs> I, it sounds like a situation I just want to be far from. I just don't want to be involved in this in any way. Nah, they get it popping. That's fine, but I'm I'm looking for another seat. Have you guys have been ever been to the movie theaters and that happened? No, because I have. <laughs> As an observer, I assume. Eh. Or okay, or participant. Wow. Or okay. participant. I I've been on one end as the observer. Like I'm sitting in a row, and you just hear. Oh no! Behind you, and I'm like, all right. Oh, it's no. at this point where we go. <laughs> uh, and oh, then the no. other one is that at the Nutty Professor too. It's just like, <laughs> why are y'all clapping? The movie's just started. <laughs> ah, the other one is, 
I, I think there's a time where you just want some some alone time with the person that you're seeing, not to to, to be clapping, right? Uh, but just to have an, an enjoyable time together. But this, you always find the movie that's been out for at least a month, where no, you know, nobody's going, uh-huh. and then you you buy t- two tickets to that movie, and you just somebody will be in there. Some guy who's yeah. just taking the afternoon off work, he'll be in there. Now here's the thing with that: where are they sitting? Yeah, hopefully, hopefully at the other side. But when oh. I took my kids, we just talked recently about uh, I took my kids to the Mario movie. There was there were two people sitting oh, relatively no. close to us. Not at Mario. <laughs> Not at Mario. This is exactly what's running through my head before it's before the movie. <laughs> Not at Mario. Not at Mario. Not at, at Mamma Mia. <laughs> I'm a number one. Oh um, man. And uh, they, they may be a teenage couple. And they, uh, you know, the seats recline back now and everything. Yeah, yeah. The armrests go up and all mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, that ain't the only thing going up in Which there. Which, hey, that's, I, you know. Um, but they brought a blanket. Oh, and no. they kind of spread the blanket oh, over the two of them. Man. And I, I was like, oh, oh yeah, man, come Jason, on. Well, hands moving. He said, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, mm, kids, I'm going to sit in these seats between you and them. But nothing happened. Dad, thank, what's that? Thank goodness nothing happened. Yeah, this Not is a you know. chair, kids. They, they need to oil the chairs here. Yo, bringing a blanket to the movie is flagrant. <laughs> it really uh, is. It's it's really flagrant. Is. Now yeah. that's flagrant, bro. Yeah. Like, I would not have been surprised if the guy had just looked over at me and been like, you know what this is. <laughs> Yo, you make, because here's my thing with that. You Maybe you want to go see the 430 show instead. Yo, you've made the conscious decision that I am going to get my shit off this movie today. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> Yo, the blanket at the 4:30 show is crazy. Yeah. That's Not, broad day. That's broad daylight, bro. Oh, y'all got me crying. I I don't think I've ever had that happen around me in any public oh. setting. I don't think I've had that happen at a stadium, at a movie theater. Uh, where else would you be? Like on a plane? Like I don't think I've heard. I don't think I've ever been an accidental witness to one of those events. I thought, all right, we're here now. Maybe we we do this instead of news this week. But like, I've all I've been. I'm on planes a lot, Jason, just like you are. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, oh, you go no. to, on you the go, plane. No, 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 relax, relax, relax. Every once in a while, I go I go to the restaurant. I'm like, dog, there is no way. Like these shits are sh- too small for me. Like how are you gonna fit somebody oh, else in here? Oh my gosh, yes. No shame. No there's shame no games. There's no, no, there's no, there's no, there's no like, I don't it's know. It's like almost not even physically possible. That's what, that's what, that's my point. It's like, bro, it's, it's hard enough for me to get in here. You couldn't, if you, if you, for whatever reason had to change clothes on an airplane, I'm not sure how you'd be able to do it. No. If you had to just like change without clothes. stepping in the toilet yeah. on accident. Cause maybe you, you know, needed a different outfit for when you land or something. Cause you got a meeting or something like that. You wouldn't be able to do that. There's not enough room in those things. Nah, man, I need. Let's do the news, <laughs> please. Did you know Antonio Brown owns an arena football team? I did not. Here's the big surprise. It's not going very well. <laughs> Surprising. <laughs> he owns the Albany Empire, and uh, their biggest problem in this organization right now is that nobody's getting paid. You could see where that might be an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The Albany Times Union and TMZ both have done some reporting on this. They have some 
Um, very uh, frustrating details, I would say. Um, the players did not want to play their most recent game against the Carolina Cobras because they hadn't been paid for the previous two games. Mm. So they were considering, you know, protesting or sitting out or whatever. And they finally agreed to play this game when they had been shown, not by Antonio Brown, I don't think, but maybe through his front office, a payment confirmation document. They said, look, here, this shows the money going to you to pay you for this game. It was a fake. After the game, no money in anybody's accounts. Um, arena football is not very glamorous. So, you know, these checks they're waiting on are like four grand or something like that. It's not like it's not what they make on the practice squad in the NFL. And uh, they're on a 12-hour bus ride back from Greensboro, North Carolina to Albany. And they confront the front office personnel about not getting paid. Understandably so. Uh, this leads to when they get back to Albany, apparently a lot of these guys or maybe all of them live in a hotel in Albany. Uh, Antonio Brown or his people have locked them out of all their hotel rooms, which are their residences. They have to plead with housekeeping just to be able to get their get in there and get their belongings out of there. Jeez. Uh, that is Damon Ware. Damon Damon Ware is the former coach, and he's former as of a few days ago, I think. I, it's, it was not clear to me whether he quit or was fired, but either okay. way, uh, I'm happy for him. Um, he said that disagreements with Antonio Brown would often lead to Antonio Brown. This is Damon Ware's claim uh, that would often lead to Antonio Brown sending him physically violent threats by text. Seems to be his bag. Damon Ware says, quote, it's a happy day for me to be out of this crazy situation. Goodbye. Good riddance. End quote. I have not seen anything from Antonio Brown on this. He had a tweet the other day. I think it was Tuesday that just said new players alert, which I bet there are some new players now. Um, or at least some of the old players aren't there anymore. And then he tweeted Wednesday morning that there was going to be a live press conference for the Albany Empire, which um, would be the first Albany Empire press conference I've ever seen. But as of 6 p.m. Eastern, there had not been one. So I'm not sure when that is or was going to take place. Who could ever do any business with Antonio Brown ever? Yeah, like, that, I, I kind of put it on them. Yeah, that's you. Well, I, I don't know if the players know that the, the team owner is going to be Antonio Brown, right? Like they I don't, don't get, think they – yeah, some of them didn't know. Yeah, like just anybody, any league, any somebody trying to you know sell a house – I would not do any business with him whatsoever. Antonio Brown was a thousand yard receiver, 30 years old in 2018. Mm-hmm. It was not that long ago. I, I think we're going to find out he had a lot of concussions. Oh, I think that's something we know already. He clearly has something wrong. I think we're going to get it confirmed. Usually I'm not putting anything on that man. But he's Usually gonna. You'd either... see somebody straighten it out by now. I feel I. I feel bad for him. Great story about scholarships. There is a 16-year-old high school senior. So just digest that for a second. 16, okay. about to graduate high school in New Orleans. He has reeled in academic scholarships from over 100 schools, totaling. A hundred. I'm sorry. Totaling nine million dollars in value. 
and counting. Dennis Malik Barnes in New Orleans is has a 4.98 GPA, has 27 college credits already, fluent in Spanish, interned at the Louisiana State Bar, and is interested in computer science and law. We need to keep this kid off football and TikTok. <laughs> Protect him at yeah. all costs. At all costs. Amazing story, uh, amazing story uh, from the Detroit area, Russ. A bus full of middle school kids, a school bus, was in danger when the bus driver passed out and the bus start at the wheel while driving and the bus started veering into the other lanes toward oncoming traffic. As it was veering into oncoming traffic, seventh grader Dylan Reeves stepped up to the front of the bus and took control of everything and saved everybody on the bus. There's security cam video. This kid, what's a, what's a seventh grader, like 13 years old or something like yeah, that? Yeah, 12, 13. This kid walks right, this is like out of a movie. This kid walks up there like it's like he's done it before. He walks up there like a Navy SEAL, just climbs up over the bus driver, shuts the bus down, yells at somebody to, uh, to call 911. There's all this screaming from the kids, and he's like, hey, I don't care. Somebody call 911 right now. And then they get quiet and they do it. It was amazing. All right. All Crisis right. averted. Uh, Superintendent, Superintendent Robert Livernoy says, quote, this was an extraordinary act of courage and maturity. I don't know that it could have gone any better. His dad called him a little hero and said that he has let uh, Dylan sit on his lap and drive the car since he was four years old. Seems a little early, but it paid off. <laughs> it definitely paid off. How old were you when your parents first let you drive a car? No, 16. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, there was okay. no. No, I, I, was, I, was, I was about six or seven. Do your parents let you, or you just yeah, got, behind, dad, got the keys, got yeah. behind the wheel, and we're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> my Engine dad be rumbling. And, you know, we live next to the giant parking lot of the church, so we just he just let me ride around in that, turn the wheel, let me know, like, you know, how to operate a vehicle. So, yeah, well, six or seven. I think I was probably about 12. My dad would let me drive on these rural country roads and we'd go see my grandparents. Lucky. Your parents followed the rules, man. I know, all the time. I don't blame them for it. And finally, Russ, a family photo shoot went horribly wrong in Buckeye Valley, Arizona on Sunday. Uh, I'm sure you've been part of these over the years, family photo shoots, get everybody together, get a good backdrop, uh, going to the local Sears store mm-hmm. when you're a kid and get a nice portrait taken uh a swarm of bees attacked a mother and her two children during this photo shoot heroic move by the mother the mother got the two little kids into the car safely she by doing so took the brunt of more than 75 bee stings mm. that's a great mom those kids better make it happen for mother's day wow Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. Yeah. If you're listening, yeah. kids. She wow. she was hospitalized, but she recovered and she's fine, according to the yeah. local fire department. A lot of heroes in the to this. A lot of hero news, man. I'm very inspired. Uh, and and Antonio Brown. Mm. Yeah, Antonio yeah. Brown. Right. Uh, the fire department used uh, foam to subdue the bees and uh, get the children out of the car safely and get the mom to the hospital and everybody's doing okay. But it did make me think we should brush up on how to handle bee attacks because that does happen in the summertime. And now, 
Tony Gill Reads. What's up, fellas? Hello. Yo. Let me get glasses. Back at it again. Not feeling my best, but, you know, we don't make it work. You understand me? You know? Okay. I mean, well, Jordan, these, these, Jordan the these, fourth. I don't know that you've been quite that, but these tips on how to deal with bee attacks are real. Tony Gill with glasses is not. I don't appreciate you denying my existence. Um, Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. four tips on what to do in a bee attack. This is from ABC News interview with Dr. Justin Schmidt. I think I know Schmidt. I don't think it's the same guy, Tony Gill with glasses. His name is my name too. If a bee bumps into you, it's not an accident. Run. If you feel a headbutt, run. Because the next thing that comes is a full-scale attack by the entire hive. If there's no attack yet, hold your breath. No, literally, hold your breath. Bees' primary sense is smell, said Schmidt. They navigate the world through odor, he noted. Holding your breath might give you some time to get away if only a few bees are hovering. Don't flail your arms and don't swat. It'll make everything worse, Schmidt said. The bills, the, whew, the bees feel threatened, and their natural response is to rise up together and defend their queen. And no, it doesn't help if you kill an attacking bee. According to the Saguaro National Park Guide, a killed bee gives off an alarm scent that will only serve to call its hive mates to the scene of the crime. Forget what you've heard about the dangers of pulling the stinger out. Just do it. All that matters is that you remove it as fast as possible because the more it stays in there, the more venom enters your body, Schmidt said. It's very helpful. Russ, I also read in another article. Now I forget where I read. I read this in the South Florida Sun Sentinel, but I can't remember who the expert was being quoted in here. Do not, as they do in cartoons, go jump into water to avoid a swarm of bees. And the reason why is because just like in cartoons, the bees will wait for you to come up. That's hilarious. They will be hovering there waiting for you to come up and sting the daylights out of your eyes. No, no, not your eyes. Or your face or what, or in your mouth, whatever. But jumping into water is not going to save you. They will just wait. And they can wait longer than you can hold your breath. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're Aquaman. Unless you're Aquaman, yeah. If you if you were listening to this whole thing and you're Aquaman, don't worry about it. You're good. <laughs> That's the news. Oh, man. What an episode of Sports Adjacent. There was a lot of talk of bodily functions and things you do at movies that you probably shouldn't do in those settings. And it was all great. We want to like thank everybody out there for listening to the pod. As always, uh, make sure you expense this pizza that I paid for. Can I expense this as a business expense since we used it for content? Uh, $31 and five cents plus tip. I don't have to say no on that one, dog, (sighs) especially because your dad went on went on record on the platform and said it. Well, he wasn't paying for it, so it has to. It's all out of our pocket, man. <clears throat> if he had if he had reimbursed if he had taken Mono up on the reimbursement, maybe. But okay. neither here nor there. We'll talk about it in the business meeting. Uh, make sure you're listening to the pod as always. 
Uh, like, comment, subscribe, download the pod, tell a friend about it, like the videos that we share of the pod on Twitter and IG. We're posting stuff on IG too. Uh, Tony Gill, even when he's sick, is sponsored by Sheets and Giggles. Go to sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA and use promo code SPORTS to get 23% off everything. That is Sheets. Duvets, duvet covers. Uh, that is the the mattress. You get a lot of value on that. Mother's Day is approaching. Get your mama some sheets. She will love them. We are also brought to you by Bet MGM. Your first bet gets paid back in free betting credit up to a thousand dollars by using promo code adjacent one thousand. That is adjacent one zero zero zero. Kentucky Derby is coming up. Uh, by the time you listen to this. You know, you, you got football futures. NFL draft just happened. You want to put money on B. John Robinson to be uh, offensive rookie of the year? You can do that. Uh, if you want to put it on on on, on whoever, uh, you know, uh, Will Anderson to be defensive rookie of the year, you can do that as well. Tyree Wilson, maybe get good value there. Bet MGM, the king of sportsbooks. Gentlemen, anything before we let the fine folks go on this lovely episode? Tony, if you owned a racehorse and you were going to enter it in the Kentucky Derby, what would you name it? Phil Harmonic Orgasm. <laughs> oh, that. It actually sounds like a horse. Yeah, I, and I, I don't hate it. Right. I don't hate it. And on, on that, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.